2: Good morning. Residents across Melbourne are still mopping up after the city was battered by a huge storm system yesterday. Much of Victoria also received a drenching including the fire grounds. While the rain offered much needed relief for our firefighters, authorities have warned about the risk of landslides and flooding.
3: From one extreme to another, Melbourne lashed by dangerous storms. Here we are, Calder Park Drive, kids. Um, uh... A dumping of rain washing away weeks of bushfire smoke. It came with a warning.
4: So stay tuned for those dark, ominous clouds moving in from the north because they could unleash.
3: And unleash they did. 12 millimetres hit Geelong in just 30 minutes, 47 mils across Avalon, 66 in St Albans, almost a month's worth of rain. Peak hour traffic turned to gridlock, and Melbourne Park's tennis courts look more like swimming pools. Travellers at Tullamarine and Avalon airports also faced with lengthy delays and cancellations as a combination of thick smoke, hail and strong winds grounded flights. Emergency services were overwhelmed with calls for help, with more than 170 call-outs in just under an hour. While the rain has brought much-needed relief for a state gripped by deadly fires, it's a double-edged sword. Severe storm warnings overnight, leaving scorched land at risk of flash flooding, landslides and lightning. Jessica Maggio, 7 News.
2: That same storm system is expected to bring rain to bushfire ravaged parts of New South Wales in the coming hours. A low pressure trough will bring up to eight millimetres of rain across Sydney today. More than 20 predicted over the weekend. Bushfire affected communities will be offered some reprieve with strong falls likely to hit the firegrounds over the snowy mountains and south coast regions. Some parts could see up to 100 millimetres. However, However, there are some concerns rain will cause ash and debris to wash into catchments around the state. It was business as usual for the Cambridges, who were out and about together for the first time since that crisis meeting with Prince Harry and the Queen. For more, let's go to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld from London. Hugh, it was a little distraction from what's happening behind closed doors.
5: Nat, fresh from the Sandringham Summit and the talks on the Sussex's future. William and Kate were in Bradford in England's Industrial North overnight. It is a long way from Hollywood and this is the sort of royal duties that Harry and Meghan are giving up, bringing smiles to local communities across Britain. Putting on a united front, the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge back at work keen to put the fallout of this week's crisis behind them. Duo receiving a warm reception while visiting workshops in Bradford, their first public appearance together following several days of bitter headlines, speculating about the turmoil bubbling away beneath the surface of the firm.
6: Very,
5: the light-hearted engagement of far cry from the tense talks that played out at the Queen's Sandringham estate on Monday about brother Prince Harry and wife Meghan's future roles in the family. The summit ending with the Queen granting their wishes to step down as senior royals and move to Canada. Meghan was also spotted for the first time since the scandal visiting a centre for Indigenous women in Vancouver after fleeing the UK last week, some saying she was hounded out of the country and a victim of racism.
6: There's a lot of speculation going on about racism and things like that. I think
3: it's not worked out, really. I just think it's so sad. It really is sad, you know, that it's come to this. They shouldn't really go, but they have to do what they have to do.
5: Harry's expected to join her within days, and while it was a win at Sandringham, another battle looms in court. In a dramatic development, Meghan's father, Thomas Markle, will reportedly testify Mm. against his daughter Uh, over her treatment in the UK media. The hearing centres on a private letter Meghan wrote to her father, Meghan accusing the paper of misusing her private information, breaching copyright and selective editing. Just another twist in what seems to be a never-ending scandal for the royal family. And it seems that Harry is sticking with a few of his charities. Just in the last hour, he's released a statement regarding the Invictus Games, announcing that the 2022 Invictus Games will be held in Dusseldorf in Germany, uh, releasing uh, a video via social media channels. No regular uh, announcement that we might expect from the Palace at this stage. And the extent of uh, the Sussex's future charitable work, as opposed to any future commercial, commercial work, of course, uh, remains an unknown question. That.
2: Thanks, Hugh. In other news today, the Russian government has been plunged into turmoil overnight. Prime Minister Dmitry Medvedev and his entire cabinet have announced their resignation. It's in protest against bold changes put forward in the past few hours by President Vladimir Putin. His presidential term is up in 2024. Putin must step down, but is allowed to run for Prime Minister. He enacted sweeping reforms overnight, which would transfer much of his presidential power to the office of the Prime Minister upon his departure. The move will ensure his influence over Russia will continue despite the change of office. There are explosive claims this morning. The government improperly handed out millions of dollars in sporting funds in an attempt to win over marginal seats in the lead up to the election. Political reporter Olivia Leeming is in Canberra. Olivia, damning accusations today.
6: Yeah, the Deputy Leader of the Nationals Party, Bridget McKenzie, is under scrutiny over this Auditor-General report, uh, which has found she gave money to sporting clubs, not based on merit, but to help win votes at the last election. Her office handing out $100 million in funding to local sporting groups, nearly 700 grants all up. And this report reveals they were largely given to those in marginal seats held by the Coalition, as well the electorates the Coalition was aggressively targeting, hoping to win. The Auditor-General finding this wasn't a coincidence, but her office ignored recommendations from Sports Australia, tasked with authorising these grants for the Minister to bypass that. She would have needed to seek legal, legal advice, which report found she did not. Back in the 90s, Labor Sports Minister Ros Kelly had to resign over a similar scandal. The opposition now calling for the Prime Minister to immediately stand down Bridget McKenzie, but she is fiercely defending the program, saying... All of the projects that were awarded funding
2: were eligible. Now, okay, thanks, Olivia. There are grave fears for a baby boy fighting for life in hospital after being left in a locked car southwest of Melbourne. The one-year-old was found unresponsive and alone at a Point Cook hotel car park. He'd been left in the hot car for up to five hours while temperatures soared to 33 degrees outside. Police say temperatures inside that car may have tipped 40 degrees. The boy's mother is being questioned by police. The bushfire crisis has brought out the best in Australians, but has also attracted criminals. Not just those looters, but cyber crooks setting up fake fundraising campaigns. The worst of them callously milking sympathy for the families of firefighters who've been killed.
1: Veteran Victoria firefighter Bill Slade died in a tree fall last Saturday, mourned by his family. He was an amazing man, (sighs) loved him. But also exploited by scammers with a fake charity campaign. The page dedicated to my dad is a scam his daughter posted, please don't donate or share. It happened too with New South Wales fiery Sam McPaul. Consumer watchdog the ACCC has received 380 complaints in the last week alone. We're only human, we're all triggered to want to do something. And unfortunately, there's, there's a group of people taking advantage of that. Crowdfunding platform GoFundMe has seen a staggering 4,500 bushfire campaigns launched since January 1st, but admits it's struggling to shut down frauds. The Charity Commission's advice? Go direct to the charity's website and make your donation there. Then you, Then you're safe, you know where the money's going. The scams are sophisticated, copying well-known logos like these from Red Cross and adding their own bank details. The situation's so bad, the ACCC has now set up a dedicated team solely focused on bushfire fraud. They say the numbers are unprecedented. GoFundMe says you should ask, is the organiser related to the beneficiary? How will funds be used? Are family and friends making donations? Is the intended recipient in control of withdrawals? Authorities determined to prosecute offenders. Chris Reason, Seven News.
2: Two days after a missing man was found in crocodile-infested North Queensland, another person has disappeared an hour south of Cairns. The 55-year-old boaty has now been lost for more than 36 hours in what locals say is dangerous croc country. His boat was found drifting in, on its own at the mouth of the Johnston River in Innisfail. Search crews will be back up this morning trying to track him down. Australian retailer Jeans West faces an uncertain future after going into voluntary administration. Almost 1,000 workers from more than 140 stores are at risk of losing their jobs. Jeans West has become the latest fashion brand to fall victim to Australia's challenging retail market. It follows the recent collapse of Harris Scarf and Bardot. Administrators are calling for potential buyers to urgently come forward to save the company. Australia's Retail growth is at its worst since the early 1990s recession. Some incredible vision now of what experts believe is a great white shark lurking within metres of swimmers on a New South Wales beach. It was spotted by a teenager using a drone. His fast-moving family raced to the shore and yelled at surfers to quickly get out.
4: Just beyond the breakers off Main Beach at Foster, what's believed to be a great white shark sliding past within touching distance of swimmers who have no idea what's hidden beneath the surface. Yeah, I was on a little shark. It was about two, two and a half metres. And then we saw a couple of people swimming. Behind the controls, 17-year-old Cameron Grace. His family, holidaying from Sydney, rushed to raise the alarm.
2: And I said, I've got to go down there. I can't just sit here and watch this. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I ran really quickly down to the beach and I got into the water and I waved for the two boys to get out and they were completely oblivious.
4: Experts say encounters like this are more common than you might think.
5: Do You see how close uh, that animal goes to swimmers uh, and, and shows them no interest whatsoever.
4: A new study finding nearly three-quarters of people are scared of sharks and surprisingly that means a third of us won't go in the water. The top two reasons given in the survey for being afraid of sharks is they attack people and their teeth. But experts say encounters, while rare, almost always end up in sharks avoiding people.
5: For every one shark that you see, there might be 10 or 100
2: sharks that see you and and
5: you just don't realise um, because they're not mindless killers.
4: Cameron Price, 7 News.
2: The state's most popular baby names for last year have been revealed and parents are playing it safe. Oliver. Remains the number one pick for boys for the sixth year in a row. Noah, William, Jack and Leo round out the top five. For girls, Charlotte sits as the favourite for a third year, just above Olivia, Mia, Amelia and Isla. While the favourites haven't changed much in years, statistics show the top names are far less popular than in decades past. A team of congressmen and women have been named as prosecutors as President Trump's impeachment trial makes its way to the Senate. The seven-member team will be led by Chairman of House Impeachment Proceedings, Adam Schiff. President Trump weighed in on the announcement, calling the process a sham. Articles of impeachment will need a yes vote in the Senate before the trial can begin. Against a backdrop of increased tension with mainland China, Taiwan's army has given a demonstration of its defence capabilities. The military exercise was intended to show Taiwan's readiness for defending against an attack on a military base. Relations between China and Taiwan started to deteriorate following the result of Taiwan's elections last week. The result has been seen as a strong rebuke of China's policies towards Taiwan. The death toll from a sinkhole opening up on a busy street in China has risen to nine. One person remains missing after the giant hole swallowed a bus in the country's northwest earlier this week. 17 people were taken to hospital with varying degrees of injuries. The bus has since been recovered. Apparently it's not just humans who don't like the cold. Locals in Alaska are being warned to stay away from moose that are being described as grumpy, hungry and cold. Authorities say during this time of year the animals are all looking for food and trying to catch a break from the deep snow in the forest. They say some telltale signs of a grumpy moose are hairs raised, ears back, stomping of the feet and grunting. To sport now and Pat Cummins' brilliant 2019 has been capped off by being named the ICC Test Cricketer of the Year. The 26 year old was the standout bowler in world cricket taking 59 wickets at an average of 20. A
3: massive honour to receive Test Cricketer of the Year, thanks ICC for the award, it's been a great year not only for me but the Aussie cricket team as well.
2: Aussies dominated the Test Team of the Year as Steve Smith and Nathan Lyon made the side once again, while Manus Labashain was also selected and named the Emerging Cricketer of the Year. Mitch Stark was the only Australian to make both the Test and One Day Teams of the Year, with no other Australian making the cut for the shorter format. England's Ben Stokes took out the World Cricketer of the Year. The Melbourne Renegades have finally broken their wind drought in the Big Bash. The defending champions set the Sydney Thunder a solid four for 172 to chase. Thunder captain Callum Ferguson had a slice of bad luck run out in a freak incident. Rain reduced the innings to 14 overs and it helped the Renegades who ran out 12 run winners. And the season keeps getting better for the Melbourne Stars.
5: That's in the air and
0: that is a ripper of a catch. Daniel Worrell How's about
2: that? They skittled the Perth Scorchers for just 86, staying on top of the ladder with an eight-wicket win. And tonight you can catch the Sydney Sixers as they take on the Hobart Hurricanes live and free across the screens of Seven. Some of the biggest names in tennis came together to raise money for the bushfire crisis. Roger Federer, Serena Williams and Rafael Nadal were among the world's best who took part in the Rally for Relief. But it was the volunteers and firefighters who were the centre of attention, with one even having the chance to play with her idol, Nadal.
3: Hopefully that's keep inspiring the people to to support this terrible disaster that
2: uh, we were going through. The event raised more than $4.8 million. Controversial GWS Giants star Toby Green has made the Giants leadership group for the first time. Green joins new skipper Stephen Cornelio and star midfielder Josh Kelly in the six-man group, along with Jeremy Cameron, Lockie Whitfield and Matt DeBoer. Phil Davis and Callan Ward have stepped down after relinquishing the co-captaincy late last year. Former Formula One champion Fernando Alonso has survived unscathed after a dramatic double roll two kilometres into the tenth stage of the Dakar Rally overnight. The stage was shortened after a number of accidents, but Australian Toby Price continued his chase for back-to-back rally wins.
5: Hasn't quite been our rally. Um, Yeah, just all these things that are happening, it just hasn't been too easy. But all in all, we're we're still in the race.
2: The Aussie finished fourth in the stage and trails overall leader Ricky Brayback by 28 minutes. Taking a look at the weather around the country. Now, low-pressure troughs over parts of Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria, Tasmania, WA and the Northern Territory are triggering widespread showers and thunderstorms, some of them severe. A trough near the east coast is directing showers to southeast Queensland. A high-pressure ridge is bringing settled conditions to South Australia. Looking at the capitals, Brisbane, showers and 29 for you, Sydney, 28 and a possible thunderstorm, Canberra, 29 and thunderstorms, Melbourne clearing showers and 19 today. Hobart 18 and a possible thunderstorm. Adelaide 25 and mostly sunny. Perth again the hottest capital 35 degrees. Darwin 34 and a possible thunderstorm. That is Seven's early news for this Thursday January the 16th. I'm Natalie Bard.